No, Sarah Gonzalez. Stop texting me. You know what I'm doing. Blowing me up. It's the summer of Chad. Haven't changed clothes all week long. Same stuff. Uh, I kid. It's not really the summer of Chad. It's the week of Chad. That's all I get. Next week, I'm on vacation. Hope you guys can survive without me. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And wouldn't you know it, they're going to break it down. Something's going to drop with this cocaine thing. The whole deal's going to drop, and they're going to come out with some information. And I'm not going to be here to talk about it and to be able to gloat in the fact that I was right. You know, I said, I said it's going to be tied back to Kamala. Now, it may not be hers, but it might be her husband, Doug's. It's going to be somehow tied back to Kamala. And then, lo and behold, last night, Jesse Waters. Bam, right off the bat. That's what he did. He said it's going to be tied back to Kamala. I don't get any love around here. But when it comes, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm always right. I'm always right. Just put it up there. We should have a neon sign. Put it back here somewhere. It says, Chad's right. Just go with it. All right, we're going into it. I don't know what to get into right now. I think the biggest news of the day is not the congressional hearing that has uh, Chris Ray protecting the Biden administration. I, I think the more important stuff happening right now, and the reason I say that is because the, they'll have a congressional hearing and they will grill the hell out of FBI Director Chris Ray. Uh, I've already seen Matt Gates do it. I've already seen Jim Jordan do it. And they just absolutely give them a verbal obliterating beatdown and ass whipping. But they never do anything about it. There's never teeth in the bite. You know what I'm saying? They just get out there and they, they have their little social media clips and their little sound bites. And it sounds really strong. And you got them dead to rights. And I mean, when they sit there and ask them, hey, are you running a cover up from the Biden administration? I, I don't care to answer that. Of course, I'm not. I, and, you know, and then he says, OK, Matt Gates asked him, he said, OK, this sounds like a shakedown when he talks about the text message where Hunter Biden says, I'm sitting here next to my father. And you if you don't do what I say, you're in trouble. Uh, do you want to comment on that? Chris Ray says, well, I don't want to talk about that. You are the head of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Why aren't you investigating? If that was John Gotti you were talking about, and you would definitely be investigating that. I mean, if it were John Dillinger for crying out loud, you'd be investigating that. If it was some kind of, you know, major criminal out there that that is has comes from you know nefarious backgrounds of known criminal organizations organized crime whatever you'd be investigating that we assume you would be i mean that's your job but when it comes to joe biden hunter biden you're not going to say anything mum is the word okay and so we got them we know that they're doing it but um and again it's it's so many cover-ups i mean consistent governmental um objection and at just fighting back against anybody who would question the narrative, whether it's COVID or vaccines or the 2020 election or, or whatever it may be. You can't talk about those. Hunter Biden's laptop. You can't talk about any of that stuff. They're not, you're not allowed to do it. They've weaponized the DOJ against people to be able to speak out against that and say, hey, something's fishy here. When you call them out on that and you got them dead to rights, House Republicans do nothing absolutely nothing it's disgusting so let's talk about somebody who did do something all right dylan mulvaney <laughs> he's in peru he's in peru yeah he's fled the country fled the country took off said he did not feel safe here in america anymore i don't know if you know this or not dylan but uh peru 
Well, one, they, they're not real gay friendly. They're not very LGBT, my name is Legion friendly. There's, there's our friend Dylan posing with a llama. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure the llama is not gender confused. You want to see his fun TikTok from, from Peru? I, I want to so bad. I've been waiting all day for us to start this show for you to show it to me, Brandon. So please, let it rip. Hmm. Do we have it? It's, uh, yeah, number 11. Play. Hi, is this an okay time? Okay, surprise. I'm in Peru, and I'm at Machu Picchu. Isn't this just so beautiful? Um, I'm here by myself, and I used to do a ton of solo traveling. I'm telling you, it's the best. If you could ever do a solo trip somewhere, it is such a good way to get to know yourself better. Um, yeah. But I came here to feel something. You know what I mean? And I definitely have. I've done shaman ceremonies that were like 10 years worth of therapy. It was no, they wild. Um, I've seen a lot of llamas. And the people here are so kind. I feel very safe here. It's a little sad that I had to leave my country to feel safe, but that will get better eventually. And I am dying for some Trader Joe's rolled chili lime chips. But other than that, I am so content. Still haven't been kissed yet, but I'm holding out hope. And most of all, <laughs> you know, this trip has just has me feeling like I'm my own best friend again. And that is the best feeling in the world. And I hope that you feel that way about yourself too. I do. And... I love ya. Okay. Bye. Mm. Machu Picchu. Wow. Gorgeous. Love ya. I, I am indeed my own best friend right now. <laughs> um, don't they? Don't they like throw people off those pyramids if you walk up them? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the locals take kindly to random tourists climbing. No, that's that's. They're not the yeah. most tolerant. Peru kind of yeah. sounded like he went there to do ayahuasca. Right? What else do you meet with a shaman in, in Machu Picchu for? Well, you know, Dylan's <laughs> getting in touch with her inner girl. And, I, you know, and here's the thing. It's hard to pick on Dylan sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, the jokes write themselves, right? And, and then they just become mean-spirited, punching-down jokes. But listen, I have no class, so I'm happy to tell them. Um, you may be in a different time zone, Dylan, but when that sun hits that five o'clock shadow, it's still a five o'clock shadow. Um, it's it's still a shadow, and it's five o'clock somewhere. I just say, you know, the folks in Peru, they're, they're not all that tolerant as far as that community goes, and so he hasn't been kissed yet, and hopefully whoever decides to kiss him right on, you know, doesn't discover his Maku Piku. <laughs> Because that's a whole different pyramid, and you could get in a lot of trouble. So I'm glad you're abroad, Dylan. I'm glad you're experiencing so many things in life and traveling alone. I doubt you're traveling alone. Um, and there's lots of places in the world you could go where you could find a lot of acceptance. I mean, you could go to Thailand even and make a profit. Um, don't go to the Middle East, Dylan. Uh, there is certainly not a Trader Joe's there waiting on you, and your roll chili lime chips will not be available in that place. Um, I, you know, it's hard. You know, I look at this guy, and I, my heart goes out to him. It really does. It really does. I, I, you know, the the crap that's been crammed down our throat. I mean, this this guy is so ah uh, deceived, and and just and but he, but you gotta hand it to him. He puts off this whole positive vibe, like. 
how can anybody not be positive with me because I'm so happy about the things of the world and everything in my life? And it's like, dude, you're, you're not happy. And that's the problem. That's why we're calling it out because you're miserable, actually. And how do you know, Chad? Because I know human nature. And, and this guy is, is wrapped up in an identity crisis. Go back and watch what we were talking about yesterday in the second segment. A guy is wrapped up in an identity crisis. I mean, when you got to get on an airplane and go visit a shaman and, you know, get in a whatever, a sweat lodge to find yourself. Yay. But you are really struggling. And then you're pushing this thing off as normal. And then you got kids out there that are following you to the tune of millions and listening to your you know, messages of positivity. But again, those messages are coming from a bad source. They're, they're coming from they're coming from a bad well. Right. And so they're, they're kind of tainted in toxicity because you're, you're not you're struggling with yourself. And it's a shame. You know, I feel sorry. For, I, I hope Dylan gets whatever Dylan needs. I really do. But it's a scary deal, man. It really is sad. Um, so I don't know. I'm tired of picking on the guy. I can keep picking on Bud Light for throwing that in her face. Um, there's a queer on my beer. <laughs> the funnier thing to me about the Dylan one is I was just trying to imagine how a a Peruvian shaman interpreted meeting Dylan for the first time. It's a good thought. That would have been a very fascinating little discussion to watch. It's a good thought. Well, I'm glad he went to Peru um, and he's missing his first world privileges. And didn't go to Florida, because Florida, he'd probably already be dead. <laughs> now, Florida, if you could pull up clip nine here in a second, MSNBC had some interesting things to say about, uh, you know, the, the LGBTQ community in Florida. Play that clip. And ground zero for this anti-LGBTQ movement is Florida, mm. led by its governor, Ron DeSantis, mm. who's been seemingly, who seemingly made it his entire goal mm. to ban everything from drag shows to even just talking about sexuality in schools. This, of course, is happening in the same state where just seven years ago, the deadliest attack on the LGBTQ community in modern history took place when a gunman killed 49 people and injured 53 others at Pulse nightclub in Orlando. Now, before we get into the Pulse nightclub thing, let, can we just point out, Joy, once again, the obvious that Ron DeSantis has not said that you can't talk about gay or whatever. And the whole thing about drag shows, it's drag shows with children. You can still go to a drag show in Florida. Trust me, you can still go to a drag show in Florida. And not only that, um, the, the issue with schools, it's about you're not supposed to talk about sexuality of any form or fashion to a child that is your student so or in your school. The Pulse nightclub thing, you're cherry picking there because, again, we still haven't seen the manifesto from the trans that shot up the Christian school in Nashville. So and, and various others. What about the other members of the LGBT community that have shot up other places? So, again, you're cherry picking on something like that. But let me just bottle it up and just break it down for you i don't know if you guys have ever been to miami south beach i don't know if you guys have ever been to key west it's pretty damn gay i mean it's really damn gay uh i'm not a big fan of going to south beach but i do like going to key west and like there's certain parts that when you cross the street there at duvall you better know that uh you're you're walking into um walking into another world over there um, it get it gets different with just crossing the street. And listen, I, I whatever, I don't care what you're doing over there. Uh, but you to sit there and say that Florida is ground zero for anti LGBTQ whatever, that is stupid. 
I, it drives me crazy that the narrative is consistently spinning whatever they want to to create a, a narrative that simply doesn't exist. It's commentary that is an absolute lie. You know, I've always said that truth and error, they don't, they're not cross-town rivals. They live next door to each other. There's a very fine divider, just a small fence that separates truth from error. If you take truth, you know, if you take a, a clear glass of water and you put one drop of, let's say, ink in it, it ruins the entire glass of water. Well, that's what these guys are doing. But except rather than putting something in, they're taking stuff out. They're literally removing the context. And without context, you got pretext. You are bringing something to the, the, the narrative that is forming an agenda. So, again, Joy Reid, who they live off of this stuff. I mean, look, we all espouse our opinion in this business but joy reed and the rest of these yahoos are going to sit there and say it's ground zero for anti-lgb joy let's go to key west i want to go down i'm ready to go party in key west i love it down there but i promise you i'm also understanding when i go to key west it's gay 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 like it's gay 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 super gay i mean south beach next level Next level. Huh. And they're both expensive. <laughs> Which I don't know if that has anything to do with being gay, but I assume that it is. I assume it's because they've got multiple incomes and no children, right? Well, they're, yeah. And they're all men, so of course they're making more than women. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Which is another narrative I want you to believe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of putting things in your mouth. Uh you guys probably haven't heard this. Most Americans haven't. The USDA recently revealed that in America's breadbasket states, that there's countless crops that are planted last season that aren't going to be harvested this season. Uh, thanks to extreme weather conditions and worldwide fertilizer shortages, those crops didn't stand a chance. So that means food shortages are coming. And it also means that the food that we have is going to be at higher prices at the grocery store. And that's what's coming. So now is the time I want you to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply. Now, they are the nation's largest preparedness company. They will help you prepare for what's coming. They're offering a new lower price on their popular four-week emergency food kit. That's the beauty of America, of, of, the, of you know, My Patriot Supplies. They're always coming up with deals to help you. And they give you meals that are going to give you peace of mind. I just unpacked some more the other day and put them in another storage place. But you got to hurry on this one because this is a limited time offer. It's going to expire soon. Now, you're going to get all the stuff you need. Breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. Going to keep you going when the going gets tough. And best of all, they come at an affordable cost, especially with this offer. So when you look at grocery store prices, you're going to laugh when you've already got this kit in your home. So to get the special discount, go to preparewithchad.com. And don't put your preparedness off to tomorrow because that may be a day too late. Preparewithchad.com. Do it. Go to preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. All right, here's what's happening. I, I'm I'm going out of the country next week. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hunt for Dylan. See if I can give that girl a kiss. I was driving down the highway yesterday. I was like, you know what I what wouldn't that be great? I, I should ask Dylan on a date. Conservative cowboy comedian, Blaze TV host Chad Prather goes on a date with trans activist and Bud Light spokesperson, whatever. TikTok influencer Dylan Mulvaney. I'd do it. I'd do it. I'd love to spend some quality time with Dylan. I mean, the clicks would be worth it. 
I think we'd have a good conversation. Like yeah. I, I think I could, I think I could talk to Dylan. I think we could, you know, share a little positivity from both sides. And yeah, someone's got to be responsible for red pilling him. <laughs> well, I just, I just would, I would love to ask Dylan some questions. Let's, I would love for Dylan to come on this show. I promise yeah. you, I would not attack Dylan. I would not, uh, I would not joke. I wouldn't criticize. I wouldn't ridicule him. But, I, but I would love to just see if common sense resonates a little bit. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't attack his whatever his sexuality, whatever his choices are he's making in life. I just want to approach him with a little critical thinking and, and just see how he responds with that, and see if maybe it makes some sense. Because I do think it's a confused individual. We all are to some degree, but I, but I'd, I'd go on a date with Dylan. Why not? I, I've done some gay shit. I've told you this. <laughs> It'd be pretty damn gay. Um, and uh, I think Dylan and I would get along just fine. I think we'd be great. Um, I where do I want to go with? Uh, do I want to stay on the trans thing, the gay thing? I, I sort of do. Jen Saki. Um, this is how stupid this is, and the reason this is important because I know you guys say, "Hey, y'all are you, you got to stop bringing this up." Okay, the reason it's necessary to keep bringing it up is because so much of this is being weaponized against you. We talked yesterday about the Brown University poll where. 40% of the students who identify as LGBT. It's being weaponized against your children. So I want you to be aware of what's being said. I want you to be aware of what's coming because, again, this isn't going to go away. You keep thinking that if we stop talking about it, that it will go away. It's not going away no matter how much we talk about it or how much we're silent about it. It's going to continue because, well, for one, there's money in it, and they know that they can continue to push a certain narrative. They are going to continue to label you, just like just like we talked about yesterday, when they say that fitness, people who are into fitness, well, they're white supremacists. Wasn't that the phrase? They were white supremacists. So if they have to continue yeah. labeling you a racist, a Nazi, there's, there's, there's power in putting a label on you. So to the extreme that they can take you and label you, the more they can weaponize culture against you, and you just bow down to it because it's gotten so big you can't speak out. So we speak out now before it happens on a larger scale. So by doing that, what I want to do is I want to kind of help you understand what's being said, because I got a feeling that most of you aren't watching MSNBC. I got a feeling most of you aren't tuning in nightly to see what Jen Psaki has to say. Uh, Jen Psaki, uh, she had this to say about the GOP, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Play clip number 10. The GOP is trying to recruit Muslim Americans, what? a community that makes up less than 2% of the U.S. population, against another tiny marginalized group of Americans, transgender people. It's important to remember that back in 2011, during the Republican primary, the right wing had designated Muslim Americans as public enemy number one. No surprise, given that conspiracy theorists remember the birthers, I do, had been trying for years to portray President Obama as a Trojan horse for Sharia law. Republican <laughs> after Republican candidate ginned up fear about the fabricated threat posed by an Islamic legal doctrine debated by scholars for centuries. Now fast forward eight years and the right wing has focused their fear mongering on trans people. And who better to go after the new enemy than the old enemy? Oh, she thinks she sounds so smart. I mean, really, who writes this crap for her? I mean, first of all, the birther thing wasn't about anything to do with shit. 
Sharia law that that, that that had nothing to do with any of that. I mean, I can I can start pointing to other radicals that are in the U.S. government like Ilan Omar and say, oh, here's somebody who still adheres to Sharia law and wants nothing to do with the Constitution. In fact, she wipes her ass with it. And I, I can point out politicians that are a little more culturally attuned to simp- being sympathetic towards Sharia. And again, you, you said Muslim Americans were public enemy number one. How? How? It, in what way? In what way? Because we've had travel bans? Because we. In what way? In what way? Because we call out certain levels of nonsense? I mean, you know, what was it that, um, that she said, Ilan Omar? Some people, you know, flew some airplanes into a building. We tend to take a little bit of offense with that when we call that bullshit out. You're going to say, well, we hate Muslim Americans. No, we hate Muslim extremists. Those are the people we're trying to be careful of. I don't, I don't know of any, um, you know, huge attacks going on by the white supremacists of America towards the, uh, the mosques of the Muslims that are, you know, peacefully gathered to worship in their own way. I don't really see that carried out in a major way. Again, maybe that's my blinders or something, but I just don't pay attention. I haven't seen all of that. But then to say that our goal is to attack the new enemy, uh, no, what we're trying to do is say, okay, you know what? Those people make up a very small, marginalized population group statistically in American populace. Uh, and therefore, they shouldn't have the loudest voice. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Let's focus on the majority of Americans and what their values are and the things that they hold dear in terms of their uh, of their you know traditional values. And let's maybe make a little bit of, of that an importance and a priority. Not the French people who come along and start shouting from the rooftops, claiming that they don't have any rights when they've got every damn right that every other American has. Tell me one right that a trans person doesn't have that any other American has. Tell me a a right that a Muslim person doesn't have. And again, we're talking about apples and oranges here. We're not talking about races of people here. We're talking about a religion, Islam. We're talking about a sexuality, trans. We're talking about a gender identity. We're talking about people who have a mental confusion. We're talking about people who are struggling with these kind of things. I don't know of any Muslims who are struggling to be Islamic or struggling to, to have their type of work. These are apples and oranges, Jen. What are you doing? Why, why are you again putting the ink drops in the clear water? We are supposed to be a melting pot. That, that's what we are in America. That's what we're supposed to be. But now we've become a mixed salad. Now, 2% chooses to toss that salad. But again, we're a mixed salad. We're supposed to be a blended bit, right? And if you say that, then that's hate speech. Then that means I want you to be to adopt the values of, of American traditional, you know, values, values, constitutional values. Let's adhere to a document that our founding fathers established. That's a beautiful document that's given us freedom and it's given us a guide and a light to operate by. And we're just saying, hey, let's adhere to that. If you tell somebody that, that they actually have to change and assimilate, well, that's hate speech. So I don't see the connection, Jen, and I certainly don't see the connection between the birther thing. I mean, my God, it's not our fault he was born in Kenya. (laughs) His brother says he is. His brother said he was. I mean, look, we're just asking questions, right? I just want to ask questions. (laughs) I mean, I just want to ask questions. But you say, oh, 
Even the left adheres to the Constitution. Let me show you how dumb that statement is. I want you to pull up clip number seven, because they all, our White House press secretary, who is gay, <laughs> not that that matters. I mean, again, she's the first black lesbian. She's a daughter of immigrants, right? She, she's all these things. She checks all the boxes, Jen Psaki. She is your successor, Jen Psaki. So apparently we must hate her too for her to be, as she says, a historical figure as the first in history to be this person as the White House press secretary. You would think that she would have some semblance of knowledge when it comes to constitutionality. Play clip number seven. What we saw last week, affirmative action, again, taking away, taking away important constitutional rights that what? have been in place for a long time. Let's not forget this, the president was when he was a senator, he was the chair of Judiciary Committee. He is an expert on this. He understands how this works. Where? Where in the Constitution? Where? See, that's the thing. These people, because they want something, they say it's a right. Just because you want it doesn't make it a right. Just because you think you deserve it doesn't mean it's your right. Pri voting isn't a right. Voting is a privilege. See, again, we, we don't understand what rights are. We, we don't understand what our rights are. It's so, and again, people can argue whether voting is a right or a privilege. I say that one because that's an extreme case to be debated. But, but I contend that it's more of a privilege than it is a right. And so that whole thing, that whole thing, say affirmative action is constitutional no it's not um our very own uh you know um sheila jackson lee from texas just day before yesterday talked about how she was a product of affirmative action i know it shows you're ignorant and nobody likes you because you're absolutely asinine with your ideas and your supposed policies you are 100 percent a token in that position now i hate to say it that way but you are you're not defending the case very well but for kjp to come out and say well that's constitutional and people just brush right on past that and the average hearer of msnbc or whoever these talking rags are they go oh see affirmative action is a constitutional right no see they have crapped all over it but if i call that out i must hate black people if I call that out, if I say that affirmative action has been a bad thing for the black community because it does not believe that a black person can accomplish things and be successful on their own knowledge, intelligence, IQ and merits and their work ethic. And by taking advantage of the freedom of opportunity they've been given in this country. Well, then that makes me some kind of a bigoted, horrible human being, racist, Nazi, fascist or whatever. I love it when our buddy James Klug goes out on the streets and he starts interviewing these people and they immediately call somebody like Donald Trump a fascist and all the horrible things that he's done and he says what has he done that makes him a fascist and the one lady goes have you not watched the news <laughs> ding, 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 ding. that's the problem that's the problem they keep putting the ink in the clear water they're ruining it all right guys you deal with pain from time to time i do it's one of the few guarantees you have in life uh, don't just live with it, guys. I'll tell you what, I had, you know, last month I had a bad gout attack. Somebody asked me, they said, are you taking your relief factor? I said, I'd taken a break from it 
and I just I had forgotten it here and I didn't take it. And so I went for like two weeks without taking it. The inflammation came right back and I was like, Dad gum, and I started back on it. No more gout attacks. I, I don't I'm assuming I can't make, you know, any dedicated promise to you that it was the relief factor, but I will tell you that when I take the relief factor, I don't have the pain. I don't have the issues with my elbows, don't have the issues with my ankles. So maybe Relief Factor is going to help you. Now, it's not a drug, but it is made by doctors. It's a great way I have found to reduce my pain because of the inflammations in the joints. And when you take it, it may work for you. So what I want you to do is get the quick start. Like everybody else has done, 70% of the people who take it, they keep on ordering it because they found that it works. So the three-week quick start, $19.95, you can afford it. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them, 800-4-RELIEF. Be right back. I don't know if I've told you guys yet. I'm going on vacation next week. I, last week wasn't vacation. It was the 4th of July, and just the transporting back and forth coming up from where I live to here just wasn't going to work out. So I just said, you know, I'm taking the week off. It was a staycation. It was a staycation. I'm actually going somewhere next week. <clears throat> and um, I'm going to go mingle with the cartels. See what I go talk to some of George's people. See what I can get. Um, play a little golf, get a little sun. You know, I need it. It won't be restful. I can tell you. I'm going with CJ's entire family. That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of people. And sad day for us today. <coughs> Y'all know I have a lot of dogs in my life. Some of you have gotten to know some of my dogs over the years, and uh, we're having to put one down this afternoon. Not one you know, so relax. But it's still sad for us because the dog means a lot to us. And uh, sad, 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 sad. It's always sad when that day comes, but that dog has lived a long life, uh, 17 years. It's a long dog. It's a long dog. It's a long life for a dog, uh, but a good dog in his time. Um, speaking of putting things down, <laughs> shouldn't say that probably, because <laughs> I want to talk about Joe Biden and The View, and I don't know which one needs <laughs> the most help in that regard. Um, Play clip number five, please. He's such a mild-mannered, sweet guy. But yeah. you know he's not. We've heard, listen, he has dropped more F-bombs than Uncle, I have. Uncle Joe know, over the good. years. Uncle you Joe know, has over done the years, that. I mean, over the years, we've heard him off mic say stuff. I mean, he is a, he's a regular guy. I don't know what she's talking about. Well, like, doesn't, she doesn't like this, she doesn't like that. I don't that. think that it's, that it's like anger management, and he needs anger management. He uh, just blows off steam. It's white male privilege, it's called. You know, <laughs> imagine if it's a woman or a black guy doing that. Well, not a, well they will give you a woman. Last night, putting my kids to bed i was screaming so much i, I <laughs> turned to my husband and i said my heart rate is like i'm racing and he's like well maybe it was the yelling and i wake up to this headline of him getting mad and i'm like imagine waking up being president biden you're too old still the economy sucks the border's open but your son's a mess what about that grandchild you don't claim he he broke royal protocol with king charlie every way he turns he does something wrong he is allowed to get mad i do it three small kids who do very little and guess what sister we're allowed to get mad too because all that stuff you just listed off, I mean, I don't care what he did with King Charles, but the rest of that stuff you listed off is, is actually a pain in our ass. I mean, the fact that people can't afford groceries, they got to choose gas groceries, or what, they, or can they even go on a vacation? Um, I mean, it's, it's hard on everybody right now. And you know what? He is a cluster F. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a screw up at every turn. I mean, the, the fact that he managed to find someone, or they managed to find someone dumber than him to be his vice president is a miracle 
an absolute miracle, but they did it in Kamala. Like this guy is off the reservation, stupid. He is, as as Senator John Kennedy said, he sucks. Like at every turn, there's not a single thing he's done right. Not a single thing he's done right. Oh, but job creation. Yeah, people are having to work three jobs to afford to live. I mean, COVID jobs came back and you call that job creation? So anyway, don't defend him for getting angry with stuff like that. But it's like, and by the way, the whole dropping the F-bombs, every president that I'm aware of, because I've been around most of them, I think, most of them since Ronald Reagan. uh, And I can tell you from George H.W. Bush all the way up till the present, every one of them were solid F-bomb droppers. All of them including W. He might be the worst. Get on a golf course with W. Wow. It's also so funny for them to be like, it's just locker room talk. It's boys being boys. Like, Donald Trump said this shit. You guys would have lost your shit for like a week and a half. Yeah. If a news story came out by Axios, first of all, Axios wouldn't have defended Donald Trump's anger like they did Joe Biden. But if a news story had come out on Donald Trump about how he berates everybody. I mean, do you remember when Mitt Romney was campaigning against Obama and he talked about having a binder full of women? How they went on and on and on and on about his notebook that had female, you know, resumes and candidates to work for his staff. And he said, I got a binder full of women because they were saying you don't have enough women. We got a binder full of women. They lost their freaking minds over that. Now, again, I'm not here to defend Mitt Romney. He's a moron. But again, he had an R by his name and they lost their absolute freaking minds. Now, you might you can only imagine if it came out that Donald Trump was doing that. Uh, it would just be insane. They, it was, would be all they're talking about. They would have memes and pictures and caricatures and political cartoons of him all red-faced and blustery and the steam coming out of his ears. And he, they'd show big, fat Trump with his little hair wisp over here pointing down at all the little peons. I mean, you know they would. They, that's all they would be talking about. We knew he was a big old bully. That's it. I mean, the whole thing, that's what the view would be talking about. But then here they're going to say, well, of course, he reads all this bad news about himself. Well, it's funny, man. You go out there and you see about all these indictments that supposedly Donald Trump's got. They raid his home with the FBI, and he's out there on stage at his rallies doing his little, you know, little dance. Like he's got a string going through his brain, through his ears, and he just pulls like this, you know. That's the Donald Trump dance, the YMCA. And so... He's out there celebrating, partying, kicking it with a supermodel wife, and they're not sitting there going, oh, he should have a lot of things to be mad about. But again, again, uh, this is the world we live in. It's a two-tier media system, two-tier justice system. It's a two-tier everything. The haves versus the have-nots, the second-class citizens versus the elites, the cabal versus the peasants, uh, the World Economic Forum versus the worker bees, uh, everything. It's a two-level system, and, and you're not you're, – it's like George Carlin said, there's a club, and you're not part of the effing club. You're not part of it. You never have been. You will never be invited, and you won't ever be part of the club. You weren't born into it. Your grandfather wasn't a part of it, so you're not in the club. Oh, but Kamala, somehow Kamala Harris, she got grafted into the club. She's in there for at least now. And like I said, she is the, an abject moron. If you will, for me, please, George, play clip number four. And I again want to thank the secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. Wow. It's that basic. Wow. She, she... <laughs> 
She basically boiled Pete Buttigieg's job down to a Buick Skylark. <laughs> a, a K car right there. Just getting people where they need to go. You know what? Your job is all about getting people from point A to point B. And believe it or not, you suck at that. You suck at that because right now, no, no piece of transportation in America actually gets to point A to point from point A to point B without breaking down. But thank you, Kamala, for that deep thought. It was amazing. I mean, ultimately, transportation is about getting people where they need to go. Well, ultimately, being the vice president is about waiting on someone else to die. I mean, let's really break it down to the elemental, fundamental, elemental, fundamental aspects of the job. I mean, you read, you read the job requirements. Um, you're waiting on someone to die. I mean, she did. She's the border czar. She didn't go to the border. Um, she's the whatever czar she's been. She's done absolutely nothing on any of those things. Well, earlier she had a she had a fun tweet. She was very concerned with uh, handicap accessible restrooms on airplanes. Yeah, I, I saw that. She wants a more equitable airplane yeah. bathroom lavatory. Uh, that's that's a big deal. Um, I mean, listen, I've had some hard times um, in airplane bathrooms as well. I mean, forget the fact that right now the Senate is seeking to slash military recruiting goals in order to avoid further lowering the standards to compensate declining enlistment numbers. It's a multi-year effort, this is a quote, to reverse the downward trend. That's right. So rather than try to recruit more people or stop being a woke military that, you know, caves to all of the uh, shenanigans and the narratives of the communities out there uh, and going back to being a military fine-tuned killing machine they're just going to lower the goals i mean it's sort of like running out of ammunition isn't that what the president told us yeah pretty much so we're our our soldiers are too fat and we have no bullets so china's gonna be having a good summer yeah i may stay on vacation actually (laughs) hey what happens if all of a sudden there was a global medication supply chain shortage you couldn't get antibiotics couldn't get the medications prescriptions that you needed uh, they just what if they just went away, disappeared? You woke up tomorrow and they were gone. Well, most of our medicine in this country is manufactured in other countries, places like India and China. They're going to take care of their own before they take care of you. So what happens if that happens? It, what you just you know some you or somebody you love needs antibiotics? There simply aren't any to be had. Well, you should have a supply on hand in case of a disaster, and that's where Jace Case from Jace Medical comes in. It's a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. They have a pack of five different courses of antibiotics. You can actually add some more stuff into that. Uh, I did, and it, you use it to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a whole lot more. So it's a great way to be ready for shortages, and it's a perfect you know way to travel and feel safe listen don't get caught unprepared go to jacemedical.com enter code chad i spell it chad at checkout that's promo code chad j-a-s-e medical.com be right back all right well i'm already thinking ahead so on the 29th of july i'm going to be in coleman texas that's a little bit south of abilene kind of out in the middle of nowhere getting into West Texas. Got a show out there. They want me to come. I'm coming. I think there's about 75 tickets left for that show. You can go to watchchad.com where the fun stuff is. Then we're going up to Pittsburgh. Particularly, we're going to Oakmont, Pennsylvania. And it's been a couple of years pre-COVID since I was up there and did a show, but I can't wait to go back to the Oaks Theater. Going to be there. And then Waco, I'm coming back to the Hippodrome. I don't know who I'm bringing with me, but it'll be a good time. Be a surprise. Um, 
uh, Waco Hippodrome. I want to say that's August 12th. That's always a big crowd. So, again, watchchad.com and then check out the other dates we got coming up. Man, we got places like uh, La Jolla, California. Um, we got that'll be fun. That's like a three night set at the comedy store. Tons of stuff happening. So, I hope you guys can find me around the country. We're going to South Dakota, going to Montana. No, we're going to Wyoming, not Montana. Wish we were going to Montana, but we will at some point. We'll get back. We'll get back. I'm easing back into the long distances. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that uh, Twitter is in trouble. Twitter is in a lot of trouble. Um, really struggling to survive right now in this. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. Joy Reid doesn't use it. And that, well, play clip number two. Mm. I'm just going to give you myself as an example. I'm somebody who... I stopped using Twitter quite a long time ago. I don't tweet. I don't want to give Elon any content. But every so often I would check it just as an aggregator, just to see if there's any news in there in between the Nazi tweets. After a while, I stopped doing that because it's like, I don't want to have to read through Nazi crap just to see what's in the news. Threads, since that has launched, there's, to me, there's no reason to check Twitter anymore. All of the major, you know, Nattle blogs on there, the Washington Post is on there. All of the stuff I would normally read, I can aggregate it on threads. Twitter now is useless to me. If people like me are leaving, I don't know how Twitter survives. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like I'm sitting here trying to look through the Nazi crap. Let's see. Bill Mitchell said, ironically and tragically, Trump's number one draw at this point is that he's under indictment. Um, <laughs> uh, th- that goes on and on. Um, it keeps I mean, all this kind of stuff. Just complaining about conservatives. Oh, there's there's somebody calling me a Nazi and a wannabe cowboy from New Jersey. Um, I, I'm just looking for some of this Nazi stuff. There's my buddy Seth Weathers sitting with a six-pack of his beer on his Trans Am, looking all svelte. Um, here's somebody bitching about Steve Bannon. Uh, I mean, I'm looking, Joy. I'm trying to find the Nazi stuff here. I'm trying to find somebody with a, with a far right-wing tweet that um you know it shows us that we're all fascists here uh i didn't, I didn't see any i mean there's just that quick perusal through saying it wasn't it wasn't a cascade of swastikas and hail hitlers i didn't see a confederate flag and that's mild i yeah. didn't i didn't see anything i didn't see any double lightning bolts <laughs> they have to know they sound silly when they do this right well, or are they again, so I, I don't know whether to give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's gotten so ridiculous. Yeah, I, again, I think they just they just keep putting the ink in the water. And it's like, okay, I could say this. You have to believe me because, and then, again, people are going out and say, well, you know, all that Nazi stuff. You know, I, I try to call everybody out when I see it. I really do. But I try not to get into these extremes. Like, I will call you a soy boy. I will call you a leftist progressive re-re. I will call you um a beta male cuck i'll call you all those things and there's nothing really wrong with being a cuck every now and then sometimes that's cool sometimes it might be your kink and i don't kink shame around here yeah hey we're fine with that we're very open-minded at the <laughs> chad prather show hey we are i mean if you want to watch which is what a cuck is i mean so watch most people watch to some degree or another you know whatever but here's what I wanted to get to in this segment before we get out of here and leave you with the weekend and then overtime is um, I, I want to tell you, remember what I said and we showed you last week and I think the week before while we said they're going to start talking about Ron DeSantis and they're just going to add two words. He's worse. Well, let's let's keep this up one more time. MSNBC play clip number one. 
It doesn't really matter what anyone else does. People are not going to gravitate toward Ron DeSantis and his mini fascism that he is employing in Florida. You really want to scale that up? So if the argument is about winning, uh, Ron DeSantis is not going to win anything outside of Florida. And he's even losing in his own home state to Donald Trump by 24 to 27 points, depending on the poll. David Jolly, Tara Setmeyer, I always love spending time with you guys. Look, I'm going to beat this drum and they're telling me I got to go. But I'm going to beat this drum until the cows come home. I still don't want a Ron DeSantis. I'll take a Donald Trump no. over Ron DeSantis any day. A Ron DeSantis is a leaner, meaner Donald Trump. And I will go to the grave on that one. Okay, sister. <laughs> Again, there it is. I'll take, now they're saying I'll take Donald Trump over Ron DeSantis. Because Ron DeSantis, he's worse. He's worse. He's one of these mini fascists. He's a leaner, meaner Donald Trump. So he's going to have more teeth behind him or something like that. See, again, they worry about DeSantis because they think, okay, we got Trump painted into a corner. We've got the indictments. We've got the stuff that's going to, you know, the fallout that's going to come from all of that. So we don't have to worry about Trump. Trump's going to, you know, self-implode and destruct. That house of cards, whatever they want to call it, is going to fall in on itself. So we got to worry about Ron DeSantis. So they already have to paint the narrative. And we're going to see a lot more of that as we move forward. All right, guys, you got to clean your guns. It is part of being a responsible gun owner. It is a dirty job, but you got to do it. You got a few different options. You can push the patches through the barrel of your gun. You can drag the rope like the boar snake through there. I got a better solution for you, and it is called Barrel Buddy. Now, Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. It makes sure to clean the rifling grooves as well. You can get it in seven different sizes. It will match any caliber firearm you own, and it's composed of polymers that will not leave behind residual particles, so it's safer as well. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates, absorbs the remaining residue, buffs the interior surface clean, and you can lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So... Be a responsible gun owner, clean your gun, but clean it more effectively and efficiently with Barrel Buddy, the totally new concept that's a better way to take care of your firearms. So I want you to get some today, and I think you're going to like them like I do. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. All right, go over there. Get your butts over to uh, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad um, because they got the summit. Uh, it's Friday night, and uh, our crew is going to be there in Iowa with the GOP uh, candidates. It's going to be a cool forum hosted by Tucker Carlson. And then after the forum, which you can watch for free, only for Blaze subscribers, Glenn Beck's going to sit down with Tucker Carlson and have an interview, and it's going to be a great conversation, I'm sure, as both of those are often uh often eager to uh just really get down in dirty with each other and just really have a great conversation and i don't expect anything less this friday night so subscribe and make sure you're part of the blaze tv family it's going to be cool uh what else go to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is and uh, i said in the last segment i said oh we're gonna head into the weekend and overtime i forget we got i'm like i'm way ahead of myself this week we got a whole other show tomorrow you're already in vacation man. dude i am it's summer of chad it's week of chad <laughs> And uh, I don't know. I stayed in the worst hotel last night. <laughs> I made a social media clip, put it on Facebook and YouTube. You can go watch it. It's a truck video. Uh, it was I, It was literally, I was so tired. I went in and I go, the, the room wasn't as bad as the rest of the hotel. Like the, there was no AC in the lobby or the hallways, but I got in the room and I was like, if the room's anything like the rest of the hotel, I'm not staying here. So, you know, 
uh, I've just tried to talk myself into leaving. And finally, I was like, you know, I'm too tired. I'm just going to stay right here. So I did. I survived the night. Um, probably patient zero. So Irving, Texas is the new Wuhan. If you want to track this new contagion down, I'm the one who it started with in this hotel. Uh, everything, I don't know what it is. In Irving, Texas, everything sells out on Tuesday night. I think the conventions come into the convention center and it's like everything is gone. And so if you're not ahead of the game on that, then you are just SOL. And last night I was not ahead of the game. So I stayed in one of those places I don't like to stay. Anyway, story of my life. But I did have a good steak, and I was happy. Anyway, all right, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. You can head over to 76forever.com. And you know that shirt I was wearing on Monday said uh, I've had my uh, booster, my shot, and a booster? Well, that's going to be coming out soon. Chad at chadonblaze.com is the merch place. So we'll see you tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.